G'day, Sports by Fry fans. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. Big app coming at you today for those AFL fantasy fans. If you tune in right to the 46, 48-minute mark, JLo and I tuned through some of the uh, relevant draftees that you'll probably see picked up in the next week. We did cover plenty of basketball talk, dived in to a little bit of Do You Believe, featuring some of the teams that we haven't covered much so far this year. Ranked the superstars we talked about the week prior. And then we uh, mentioned a little bit of Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons and Zion Williamson action. We're back uh, sitting down in the studio on a Friday evening with a can of beer because that's how Australian we are. How you going, uh, Jayla? Yeah, mine's not beer. It's ginger beer. That's how Australian that still I counts. am. That still counts. Supporting Which, the uh, local Boston brewery. It's from an Aussie brewery, so I'm, I'm counting it. That's good. Uh, happy Malice in the Palace Day. It's a 17-year anniversary of the most infamous brawl in uh, NBA history. It's been a big week for the household. We've been trying to do this for a couple of days, but... We've had a second COVID shot, we've had Boop. a birthday, we've had uh, a lost voice. There's been a lot going on at yeah. 30B, uh, Wooderson, wherever. Yeah, let's just not tell everyone. How to do <laughs> yeah. As I started, I was like, actually, I'm just going to leave that at the... Yeah, you can figure out where 30B is. <laughs> there's, only, there's literally only one in Australia. So. Oh, that's good to know. Hey, send us some love mail. Uh, speaking of love, wouldn't be... Uh, J-Lo and Fry podcast if we didn't start talking about our two favourite basketball teams. Uh I'll give you the quick Cavs synopsis. We're nearly back at 500, which is uh, okay. <laughs> we lost a double digit uh, against Brooklyn oh, so you've, oh, and so Golden State in uh, two straight so games. So you're still above. We are. We're nine and eight. Yeah, considering we've now lost Evan Mobley for up to a month with an elbow sprain. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Love returned, though, so that's good. It was actually really weird to watch the Warriors game, which I just went back and watched, and see Ed Davis running around for the Cavs. Got the start. And That's a person. Ch- yep. Ch- oh, you remember rebound machine, Ed yeah, Davis. Yeah, I know Ed Davis, the old uh, Carolina Tar Heel. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Well done. Yeah, he that's, is, yeah. That's impressive. Uh, speaking of impressive, Darius Garland got 20-plus in four of the last five. He looks like he is really stepping up in the absence of these other Cleveland blokes. Laurie Markkinen's still out with health and safety protocols. Still. But- yeah, we've got a interesting stretch coming up. I think we go back to Brooklyn, or maybe they come to us in our next game. So we get a bit of time off. So hopefully uh, Lamar Stevens has been missing, my favourite bloke that I love to hurl abuse at. Mm. Uh, I hope he comes real good one day. And you're just like, well... I don't think it's going to happen, mate. Yeah, you, you, I hope he comes to the Nuggets and starts playing out his mind. Well, speaking of, how are the uh, Denver Nuggets tracking? Because uh, there's not as much optimism around the two teams at the moment. It's a tricky time. It's a tricky time. <laughs> Will Barton just came back in and looked looked great, so I guess that's like a real positive. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the old nuggies. I got to be honest with you. The season just... was to end today. Uh, you boys would be sixth. You'd be locked into the top six. You'd avoid the pl- avoid the play in. Yep. But obviously, injuries have really curtailed the start of your season. MPJ been out. Mike missed a bit of time. Yeah. Oh, not Mike. Sorry. Um, Will Barton Will. missed a bit of time. Yeah. I, I think we'll go all right. I think our defense is. For real, it just... Well, I agree. Got, mate, I tell you what, the Sixers just... God, tell me what. <laughs> the Sixers just couldn't miss today. Like, they were fantastic. Part of that's the defense, but part of that is, like, they are just a team... Like, I believe in the Sixers way more after today. Like, their shooters are serious Did shooters. Embiid play? No, no Embiid. Hmm. Um, they were missing Danny Green. They were missing Tease. And there was one other guy missing. I forget who it was. But... um. Yeah, like they just still looked great. So anyway, uh, Nuggets, whatever. Uh, I think our defense will just keep us in good stead. Jokic is like still just crazy good. He's yeah. still, I think, the best. Him and Steph, the two best players in the world. Can't really um, argue. Yeah. So you know, if anytime you got a top two player in the league, we're going to be okay. So I think uh, I was a bit hesitant. Not hesitant. That's not the right call. I was a bit uh, rushed in declaring after a week of the season that Jokic can't actually win the MVP. The team's record's not going to be good enough because, yeah, you're right. We, I reckon we get to this nugget section every podcast. We're like, how fucking good is Jokic? Yeah, and also, like, if he manages to get us a top three seed with Murray and MPJ missing, like, particularly if MPJ misses quite a bit, that does speak pretty well yeah. to his... Uh, Foreseeable future for his timeline doesn't actually uh, fill me with a lot of confidence as a Porter Jr. owner. 
Yeah, I've, I've actually heard some reports from doc, sports docs who are sort of saying it's going to be two to four weeks because it, it's mm. probably a her, like a herniated something. Um, yeah, you know, get back to a sport doctors. But, yeah, um, please fill us in. Yeah, so I, I'm not so like crazy worried, but it's it's not great. It's not great. But as long as we can galvanize. And then, and let's be honest, we're 15 games into an 82-game season that culminates in like a six-week playoff berth. So as long as your boys are clicking by like April, May, that's when it matters. That's the best thing about like NBA. Like it's the best sport in the world. And footy's the similar because it's like it's a marathon of a season. It's not like the NFL that's like over like that. Tennis, there's four grand. So it's like there's no... Yeah, it takes all year. It's like storylines that start and finish and then pop their heads back up again and then like come back around and at, at game 82 and you just like oh, it's there's no there's no league like the nba for real i and swear there's always plenty to talk about speaking of storylines we're gonna play a little game of do you believe i've tried to single out some teams that actually haven't got a lot of attention so far this season but well, I, I hope there's one team that we promised we would talk about last week oh don't worry they're on the list they, oh, they kind of forced my hand and made me write an article that's how uh, impressive their starts, Pete. Oh, I believe in them. No, um, I don't know. If I, believe. <laughs> Man, um, Let's get, I have some we'll wait, for, we'll wait for that section. Uh, first one, first cab off the rank. We mentioned Robert Sava last week and a bit of the shitstorm that is the Phoenix Suns ownership. Why have uh, you got to bring the Suns into this? Yeah, man? I know. I knew. I thought I'd get the worst one out of the way uh, quickly. <laughs> oh, uh, so I, or, I think I already know your answer. <laughs> but do you think the Phoenix Suns' winning streak is real? They're the proud owners of the longest streak. Yeah. In the NBA. I'll hit you with a couple of uh, digits. They won 10 games in a row, but they beat the Rockets twice, the Pels, Mm. and the T-Wolves. But they've actually got eight blokes. They only (laughs) just beat the T-Wolves too. True. How's this for a bit of a disclaimer? They've got eight blokes averaging nine points per game (laughs) instead of 10. That's special. Yeah. Uh, McGee and... say eight? Yeah, eight blokes averaging nine, which is pretty crazy, right? That's a lot of blokes. Yeah. I think that deserves mention. They've done most of this without DeAndre Ayton as well. McGee and Kaminsky have been thriving um, yeah. in the last 10 games. Second best defensive rating. They beat rating. Portland in there too, didn't they? Yep. yep. Yeah, that's, I mean, like Kaminsky had 32 against Portland, against Nurkic. Like, that's, anyway, let's carry on. Yeah. Give, give the the, well, that's that's kind of all the num- the digits I've got. And, like, you look at the rest of their wins. They beat the Kings as well. The Hawks were a bit funky. The kick-started the uh, winning streak by beating us, and that was, I think, the game where we were like on a three and four nights Hang streak. On. Is there any good players in that streak? They beat the uh, Mavericks. Teams. They beat the Grizzlies. Is there any like potential finalists in that streak? Nah, no, okay. not at all. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Uh, I was kind of hoping that you would shit on for a bit and be like, you yeah, know, I also don't believe on it because he is the other teams that they've been. Um, well, I would have. But, you know, you, you started reeling off the street. I was like, hang on, that's five of the ten. Uh, yeah, no, I don't believe in him. I, do, I believe in, like, I believe that Chris Paul's a great player. I actually am a pretty big believer in DeAndre Ayton. Um, I think, uh, what's his name's a wanker. Devin Booker. Yeah, that. No, nah, anyway, that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the only bloke I actually like is Mikhail Bridges. Um, so, I don't know. Who's their coach? Monty Williams. Monty Williams. Let's be honest. Like, I feel like... Mixed bag. I feel like they... Definitely overachieved last year. Like hitting the Western Conference Finals is obviously easy to say that they overachieved. But if Anthony Davis was healthy in that first round series, I'm like, would they even get out of round one? Like just making the playoffs would have been a win for them. They beat us, so I can't really like talk too too much shit. But they beat us without Jamal and Will Barton. I do think though that I do think that they will be. They might not finish in the top four. Definitely expect them to finish in the top six. And I think that they'll be a team that'll probably get to a similar spot to the Nuggets have in the last couple of years. Like win a series, maybe bow out in the second one or just scrape through to the West Finals, something like that. I reckon that they could still make a bit of noise purely because Chris Paul's running the show. Like one of the highest IQ players in the entire league. He's never won anything though. Who's literally like he's a perennial always loser. Always banged up in the playoffs. He's, well, not always, but seems to get hurt in the playoffs and then just bow out. I think he played with a broken hand. Yeah, he's like of... a perennial second round exeter. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in... Like, same with Melo. Like, I, I love both those guys. I love Melo. It's like, actually a pretty good call. Melo's my guy, but I just think there are people you're like... Or stars who you're like, I don't know. Like, the, you just don't have it. I reckon Devin Booker's a front runner, and I reckon Chris Paul might just be a... 
good enough to get you <laughs> to might, the second round but can't win you a chip type he, of superstar. He might be a, a loser, <laughs> to be honest. Hot like, take. To be like, I don't know. I just, I really like him, but maybe he's too small for playoff basketball. Maybe he's like a little bit. Um, I keep using the word heliocentric at the wrong times. Like he's just like selfish at the wrong times. Like there has, I think last year he like literally single-handedly won some games against the Nuggets in that series. But it, you know he picked the right times and like for once he won. Yeah. And whereas I, I wonder if he's, yeah, he's just got like a funny little ego and he like he's like he must be so hated by the refs. Let's be honest. He's that, like, that's got to be a factor, right? Like, yeah, he he is be. one of the antithesists for like a complainer and a whinger. But I feel like he's no, he's he's the he's the antithesist. <laughs> yeah, the antithesis would be the opposite of that. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know, <laughs> Chris Paul's almost a bit like in that Draymond Green category, whereas everyone's like, oh, he's such a big star that like. He's allowed to whinge and complain. Like, mate, yeah, I wouldn't put Doncic in the same away. like level. He complains a bit more, I reckon. But like, you know, yeah. he also seems to get away with a bit of shit. So maybe it's possible that, like you said, he's the bloke that'll get you to the second round. Mm. He's done it for what, fifteen years, maybe more. Now that I think about it, if you're going up against like, <clears throat> sorry, a guy as likable as Giannis or something, yeah. like you're in trouble. Like, I, I swear it's a factor. Like, he's a little butthole. That's what he is. Got that Chris Paul, you little butthole. He's, I've called him a loser and a butthole. I can't wait to meet this bloke one day. Has not been a good podcast for Chris Paul. Uh, anyway, we stayed on the much, Suns for a long time. Yeah, they got a lot of love. A lot of hate, man. <laughs> one uh, player who's probably viewed in a more popular uh, aura is mm. one Wardell Stephen Curry. Do so, you believe yeah. that he is the clear MVP right now? Oh, absolutely. Do you believe that it's almost in the early stage of the season his MVP to lose? Yeah. Yeah, I agree because I feel like I've said this to you a couple of times before. People love him. Let me be careful of how I phrase this. Jokic didn't get lucky last year to win the MVP, but there were players like Embiid, Curry, LeBron for like the first this stretch of games last year that everyone was like, oh, we're right behind this bloke. And he was almost in a way the last man standing. People and just don't like him. Like People don't want him to win the MVP, kind of. I tend to like, agree. Whereas with yeah. Steph Curry, he might be the most universally loved star in the league. Yeah, Probably, let's be honest, like one of the best teammates in the last de- two decades. Um, his stats at the moment, it's been six years since he last won the MVP. I had to mention that because that, wow. was, that was the same year that the uh, Cavs that beat him in like seven. feels like a long time. Like feels like... Hey, sorry. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. That makes me feel really old. He's leading the league in points per game at the moment at about 29 and a half. He's had 37 plus in three of his last four. He's got uh, nine made threes in four of his last six games, which is a good tangent to the SBF useless stat of the night. Here we go. So 38 times Steph Curry's made nine threes in his NBA career. He's made nine threes in 10 games since April. So that's a... I think I did a bit of the math. It's about a 30-game sample size, maybe a little bit more. Uh, second on the list for games with nine made threes is Dame Lillard and James Harden. Okay. They've yep. done it in nine games in their career, and Clay Thompson's fourth with seven. So that's a roundabout way of saying that we all know he's the greatest shooter to play basketball, but I really feel like early on, everyone's getting right behind the Warriors, like surge to success. they got the best record in the league. And a lot of it is because of Steph's play. So I do think that, yeah, it's his MVP to lose in a weird way. Yeah, I guess the the one issue would be is like if this is not a flash in the pan, like I think they'll be pretty solid, the Warriors, this year. But like if they start to go downhill... like Hit a bit of adversity or something. The, the thing about the MVP, and we sort of said it with that like storylines thing, and it goes, it's so long. Like people can really forget what happened at the start of the season. Like, especially if you just sort of stumble your way to a third seed or a fourth seed from, like, a blistering start. Whereas a lot of the time, like, things that happen from all-star break onwards kind of, like, take precedence in a lot of, like, voters' minds and stuff. So, especially because it is all media-driven. So, I I could see Steph... I I think he'll get it and I, like, kind of hope he gets it in a funny way because I, like... We always say it, like watching greatness happen in our generation because we kind of missed Mike. 
So we uh, missed mine. Yeah, yeah, we did. So except, well, hey, we had Space Jam, man. Yeah, that counts. That yeah, counts. that's so what we got had, me we, into basketball. No, hey, not everyone can say they had Wizards, Mike. <laughs> well, exactly. So anyway, we we had some Mike. Yeah, all right, okay. we, we had a little bit of Mike. We just got to hold on to that for everything. You're wearing him on your shirt right now. Yeah, so we got to hold True. on to that. But I think, um, yeah, I, I do worry that he might sort of peter out. And if like a Jokic keeps, like Jokic is leading every metric there is at the moment, like. Just some ridiculous metrics, like things I've never heard of that he's like leading. Making up things just to point out how dominant he is. Right. And so I, I could see like there is a possibility like if if he gets the Nuggets to a good record or if Giannis like storms home with the Bucks, even Embiid, like the Sixers don't have a terrible record, um, even though they've had a five-game losing streak. Um, those sort of guys could sort of really come home with a wet sail, I think, and maybe steal it off Curry, like... You don't want to be too hot too early. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think I agree with a lot of what you said, but I think the narrative thing behind like the feel-good story of a resurgent Warriors contender, like Clay is going to come back. He's going to get a bit of airtime soon, the next section we talk about. But their pace at the moment is to win 71 games based on their winning percentage. Don't think that'll hold up. But if they win 60, I don't know if I can see like Giannis and the Bucks and Bede and the Sixers or Yoke and the Nuggets winning 60 games. Yeah, well, Even if they do, then like this might just be like the start of the fuel that adds to like Curry's MVP fire. For, like, I, I guess what I'm... I, you're right. If they win 60, he's going to win it. But I'm if they don't win 60 mm. from a start Very like possible. this... possible. Like Draymond goes out for a bit of time or something, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, injuries... But not even counting that. Like if Clay comes back and it kind of disrupts the flow, like makes Jordan pull like a, the odd man out and like things just start to... Like, if they don't get to 60 from a start this good, that could, like, bode poorly for yeah. Curry. Anyway, that's the rough point I'm making. Like I said, I think it's his to lose. I but agree. it sounds a bit stupid to say 15 games into the season. Nah, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. Um, next one. Do you believe that the top four seeds out east will hold on to a non-playing spot, meaning they'll finish in the top six? So, at the moment, we got the Heat, the Nets, the Bulls, and the Washington Wizards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that think three of them will. I I love uh, the Wizards. I love Brad Beal. He might be my uh, off the Nuggets. Might be my favorite player in the league. Um, I love Wes Unsell Jr. because he's an ex Nugget assistant. Famous uh, Washington name. Oh, actually, well, it is. Yeah, that's right. I reckon they should change them from the Wizards to the Washington Wes Unsell Juniors. <laughs> uh, just the Washington Weses. <laughs> Well, the, yeah, Washington Wes Unselds because he's a legend. Yeah, yeah true. That, both they Wes Unselds are legends. Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about them. Like, I feel like the Bucks will have something to say. Any who else Agreed. is sitting just outside? Sixers. Oh, they weren't in there. No. So the top four. Yeah. Just to after re- today, after watching the Sixers, like just you better make... put some money on the Sixers to win the chip after this. Uh, the re- revelation of watching them torch Nuggets today. Man, they really like did. They made us look stupid. And, like we had the better team out there. Like they had Maxi. And, yeah. Like... Side note: I actually am pretty impressed with how they've been rolling, considering like there's no Joel Embiid on like a every third night basis. There's mm. definitely clearly no Ben Simmons. They were like eight and two for a stretch. Like you said, they lost five in a row before. That really like hamst or hampered their record, but they're actually like clicking along pretty nicely. And they are like an unbelievably good shooting side. Like, yeah, anyway, that gave us problems today big time. And I reckon it might give the rest of the league problems. I, the question is, can you do it in the playoffs? Um, but yeah, I think they might get their way in. And I still really believe in Giannis. Like he's that good. He have, what do you have? Like first game back 47 and like 10. Like, 47 against a premier big man defender in Anthony Davis. I mean, come on now, like, yeah. And Davis is so overrated, yeah. just low-key, like... Yeah, this is not an Ant Davis uh, hate pod, but in the words of Richard Jefferson, it's disrespectful to uh, put Giannis and Anthony Davis in the same conversation. And, like, I was... that Those two podcast dudes on Slam who are, like, saying, like, more people need to respect Ant Davis, I'm like, hang on a minute, dude. I think like, he gets enough respect for how good he is. It's too probably much more. Respect. Yeah. Too much respect since that move anyway, from... We didn't uh, We didn't actually want to give a lot of uh, shout-out to Anthony Davis, or Giannis, for that matter. We came here to talk Washington Wizards. Oh, so. sorry. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, I would have to watch them, to be honest. I, well, I did. It's funny you say that. And 
the art, that's what kind of triggered a bit of the article that I wrote because they were like 10 and 3 or 9 and 3 mm. at the time I started writing mm. it. So, obviously, like losing Russ and then essentially flipping him for KCP, Montrez, Harrell and Kuzma, who's having the best year of his career, that was huge. But then that also freed up the salary cap to get Spencer Dinwiddie. For those four, it cost them just $8.7 million more than it would to have Westbrook alone. So, that's pretty huge. Obviously, they signed Drew Holl- uh, Aaron Holiday in the offseason, had a pretty solid uh, draft. They got Corey Kispert. A couple of the other things that they've done, they're really slowing down the pace. So they were the fastest team in the league last year. Very like middle of the road now, and that's increased their offensive efficiency. But their defense and their rebounding has also like kicked them up to a whole start. So I agree. I don't think they'll hold on to the top six. They should be in the playing game, though. And they, like we kind of talked about with the Cavs earlier, how they uh, were suffering from you know a lack of really good players, like we've said three weeks in a row now, and they've actually got some decent ones. I think the Wizards have almost fallen into the exact same category. Mm. Yep. Uh- yeah. All right, next one. <laughs> uh, is it time for Carl Anthony Towns to demand out? Do you believe Cat needs to get out of Minnesota? I know you don't believe in a lot of Carl Anthony Towns, but yeah, if you're him or his agent and you're looking around at the Timberwolves, are you like, no, nah, we can we can make this work? Or are you like, get me the fuck out of here? Isn't he on a max? Pretty close well, to it. Well, there's a fucking problem. He's not worth a max contract. No one would want him. Like, no one... I don't reckon any contenders would want him like he could go and play for like a middling team like the- i want to say he's not on a max but he's like on a 30 mil plus a year so actually whatever a max is worth he's on like pretty close to it anyway yeah didn't he like two or three years ago was like playing for to get on the all nba team and he must be close to a max too anyway whatever it's on five like- year 158 mil so like i said i don't know if he could essentially make a bit more but that's Pretty close to the max, if not. Yeah, right. So, I just don't think... Where would he go, man? Like, he does not play a lick of defense. Like, he's horrendously, like... He just, is like, gets weirdly in his head and, like, makes weird decisions. He's playing with one of his best mates in Minnesota. Yeah, that's working out well for the six and nine tables. Man, I just... Like, he probably does, but I just kind of think he's missed his window like if he was going to do it he should have done it two years ago that's like, a good call I think he's he's spent too long there and he's kind of like been, still only 26 yeah I think he's just been shown for what he is to be honest that's kind of the way I feel about it. he he should probably but where's he going to go yeah one theory that I heard the other day was someone mentioned if he was Giannis he would call him up and be like look dude if you come to Milwaukee, then there's absolutely no way that people will be able to keep up with both of us on the offensive end. Giannis can kind of mask his uh, his flaws on defense. That would be an interesting one. Yeah, but, not bad. You know, he could, like, I painted a hypothetical that the Warriors would flip Draymond and their draft picks in the offseason to grab him. So they got Carl, Cat and Clay. Ah, uh, sorry. Carl, Steph and Clay. No. Yeah, that yeah, works. There's yep. no way they would let... Draymond go I don't think so either but you know like I feel like if you're a team maybe even look maybe even the Wizards right like if you can package a couple of dudes together to get him and have Beal somehow be able to keep Kuzma or two of those other quartet that I mentioned earlier like it would make them a better team or give them more chance of contending and he's like for all the shit that we do give him and the lack of defense he does play he's pretty fucking good on offense I don't know, you know, he, he, yeah. I just think he would go, like could go to a middling team, and they'd be like, yeah, well, maybe a bit better, but we'll just kind of repeat what he's doing, but at a different franchise. I think so. Dude. Yeah. He's uh, he's one of those guys. I just don't think is a winner. Fair enough. He's another one of those guys. But yeah, he shout should, out Chris Paul. He should probably get out of there. Like, let's be honest. I but I just I don't know. It's it's just like talking about. Just the dregs of the NBA. Like, hey, like I said, mate, we're trying to cover the teams we have. <laughs> no so, one's listening for the T-Wolves, dude. Let's keep this one brief then. Do you believe that Luke Walton is in trouble? After back-to-back 31 and 41 seasons, as in 31 wins and 41 losses, uh, he's now coaching the Sacramento Kings to a awe-inspiring 6-9 and nine record outside the play-in bubble at the moment. If I'm running the Kings, I don't know if firing him's going to fix anything. No. But do you think that he will be used as a bit of a scapegoat for their lack of success? Yeah, he'll definitely like be a martyr kind of thing. Like We'll look back on it and be like, oh, that was just 
What, what did, did that achieve? Work. Like, he actually had a, probably a decent coach. Although, I think he got a bit overrated after that, like, hot start. Yeah, he they... took over for Kerr when he had his sore back and the Warriors had that, like, <laughs> surging win streak. I yeah. think he had, like, a 31-3 and three record or something stupid. Yeah, was that part of, like, the... The most win season, like most winning season. I think so. Yeah, like, dude, that was like just a crazy good team. I think it was like, the start of that year from memory. Yeah. Okay. So uh, probably a bit overrated, but like, I mean, yeah, head coaches just get thrown out for no good reason. Like, what do you expect him to do? Like, I actually think the things that you'd want to see as a Sacramento fan or like head officer are kind of like happening. Like Halliburton, uh, mm. Halliburton. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. He's come on good. I always get him and like there's one other dude on the team. I kind of confused. They got like last names that anyway. <laughs> I reckon Tyrese is coming on. I think Davion will be like really lovely once he's like shot starts dropping. Like so, I, I, you're kind of seeing the right things. The Buddy Heald situation is a bit of a mess, but Fox has is been great. for like years. Eh? Yeah, like Rashawn Holmes has developed really nicely under like the, over the last few years, which is under Walton. Like you, he's done really well. He just might. It just doesn't have like any stars. Yeah, with the <laughs> crowd that he's got, he has done really well. Yeah. Which is like, a yes, he's probably in trouble. B probably doesn't deserve it. Though. Yeah, like, and the West like is weaker than it ever has been, but it has been so strong. Like, what do you expect the Sacramento Kings with like a rookie point guard to yeah. do? It's yeah, I think he's in trouble though. As a wise man once said, if you're given two pieces of bread and a pile of shit, all you can make is a shit sandwich. Yeah, right. You ever heard a wise man say that before? I've just heard heard yeah. one say it right now. <laughs> uh, Cade Can Cade Cunningham Cade mm. Cunningham shouldn't have gone first overall. Do you believe that Cade Cunningham shouldn't have been the number one pick in the draft? I don't believe that. Oh, but why do you think that? I don't think that at all. Oh. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> There's so many people like already early into his career that are like, oh. Detroit's made a mistake, like Jalen Green, even though he's like not doing it efficiently. He looks, looks crap. But Evan Mobley's the one that everyone's like, oh, oh they should have taken him instead. This well, is just a, a little bit of a, let's talk about the Pistons. But also, like, you can't read too much into the first 15 to 20. Hell, you can't even read in the first, like, he hasn't even played for two and a half years, I think, of, like, NBA players' career. Because by that time, they're only halfway through their rookie deal. Cade's already shown plenty of flashes and promise that makes me think he's going to be a perennial all-star. Everyone thought that going into the draft. So just here to uh, put a stop to all the Cade shouldn't have been picked first talk. Yeah, like literally one game ago, he had 25, 8 and 8. So Looked pretty good doing it. I mean, he's shooting like crap, but so is Jalen Green. Like both, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all aboard the Cade love train. Um, I don't know if he's going to be like a all-NBA like perennial NBA, like, but you know, how many drafts can sort of boast that they have that, you know, True. like there might be one in every draft. It is pretty hit and miss. Like it would, it like, we watched that stupid video that actually it wasn't stupid. It's was great. Jimmy high roller guy. And it was like, Hey, look how hard it is to pick like the, to the nail best a draft. Yeah, yeah. Like the number one pick. So I really like him. Um, yeah. There, there was no one like so obvious that you would take them in, with that pick anyway, like true. That I think that's got to be the got to be a bit of a factor. He's like a he's a cool cat, and hindsight is obviously a very powerful tool. Like a lot of people have seen how Ev Mobley started the year, and they're like, "Oh, should have taken him." But like like you said, Cade's only played nine games out of the fourteen that the Pistons have been in. So you know, he's still averaging fourteen four and a half and six. Oh, sorry. 14, six rebounds and four assists a game. Like, he will improve those before the year's out, I reckon. Yep. Yeah. No, um, I like him. I just, I would need to watch him a bit more, to be honest. Like, it's the same with... Do you feel like watching a lot of Pistons basketball? I mean, there's your Watch them play the Nuggets, right? (laughs) Yeah, like, I would watch the Cavs and, like, the interesting mix they've got. I I just would not watch the Rockets, like, dumpster fire. Watch them that one time that we played them and, like, God, they were so bad. Like, they nearly got us. But they were so bad, man. Like, there's a. I quite like. What's their coach's name? Um, the Rockets one, Stephen Silas. Yeah. I mean, I quite like him for some reason. I don't know why, but he. It just seems like he's running. He's not running a ship at all. He's not the captain. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, go out and do what you want, boys. I but, did not realize that they were one at fourteen. I'm like, yeah, man, dude, like pretty bad, 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 bad. Speaking yeah. of bad, bad. Uh, are the Pelicans fucked? Yeah, they're so in trouble, man. <laughs> oh, dude, like, what? 
where do you go if you're is it yeah Willie Green that's running the ship now? Yeah. Speaking of ships, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What man. the fuck? Dude, like Brandon Ingram is still doing Brandon Ingramish things, but similar deal to what we talked about with the Pistons. No one's tuning in to watch the Pels. It just seems like whenever they come up on the carousel against your team, that's when you get to watch them. It's because they got brown on their uniforms, man. That's doesn't the, help. You know, it doesn't help at all, man. They got a crap color scheme. They're just like boring to watch. Literally like boring team i don't know when zion comes back it'll be interesting like but it seems like there's a whole lot of work he's just like it's a bit like luca came back a bit fat in his second or third se- what season <laughs> yeah. is he in now he's in for? his third i think oh, yeah. yeah okay so his second season he just came back a bit fat like he, you just gotta remember that like zion's what 21 you know so yeah. he'll lose some weight like some vet will get in his ear and just be like dude like Get it together. And it, they'll hopefully. be okay. They'll be all right. But for the next two years, they're in trouble. But That's, hopefully, like they can just sling another number one pick right next to Zion. And then things change a bit. There is know? some like pretty top-tier talent at the... Uh, yeah, that Duke guy's looking crazy. That big, tall dude. Chet Holmgren from that, Zaga. Yeah, that Zaga guy next to Zion would be like really That would be pretty lethal, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah great so, call. So, yeah, I think it's... Maybe they told Zion to get a little bit chubby. Just like, hey, man, just enjoy yourself. Like, you know what? Have the hey, start. We've been, of the we've season been to Louisiana. Like, we know that the food there is pretty, pretty, pretty well, good. A, a lot of people um, report coming back from Louisiana like really quite overweight. Like, especially like like Americans report yeah, that. Right. So I can man, like he's just having a good summer. Like, oh, summer, winter, yeah. Rolling. He had a good yeah. autumn. Yeah, <laughs> autumn is the time to peak during uh, your American tenure. Uh, that's a good segue into our next little topic. We're going to play who's coming back first. So, obviously, the Zion talk, he has not stepped onto the, an NBA court yet this season. But there's three other stars in the similar mould that haven't uh, played any minutes either. We're talking Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, and Ben Simmons. So, <laughs> have a bit of a think about which order you think that you're going to see them return to the court. And I'll hit you with a couple of uh, little nuggets. I think that Kyrie's return really hinges on the regulations and the mandates and the COVID protocols in New York City. Well, I mean, isn't that literally why he's not playing? Because he yeah, could play away literally. Game, some away games, right? I think so. But the Nets were like, we're not using you as like a part-time player. Well, you like, have to be like vaccinated and in or you're out. Yeah, like Mike Porter Jr. is not vaccinated. So Didn't and he's that. been playing. Yeah, so... They keep saying when he goes in, if he goes in for another surgery, they should just quickly jab him. <laughs> Congratulations, man! Your back's fixed and you're vaccinated now. Comes out of surgery. Anyway, oh, sorry. by the way, um, Clay Thompson, he's been cleared for five-on-five five contract work, and he's actually, uh, I think Steve Kerr said, looking pretty good. So hopefully, we get to see him come back. He's slated to rock up around Christmas time. Speaking of Zion, just a couple of days ago, he was cleared for contact and one-on-one work. Also. Slated to return within the next month, month plus. And then Ben Simmons, who the fuck knows? Mm. Uh, that bloke could come back a week from now, could come back six months from now, could step onto the court the next time he gets traded. The so, Nuggets boys were saying um, that he got fined like $2 million for missing this road trip. Well, $2 million, dude. We haven't spent a ton of time on Ben Simo. my fucking life, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a great call. What? Yeah, anyway. Um, I think a lot of people are, how would I word it, butthurt with him dangling the mental health carrot. And they're like, are you really having mental health issues? He just lost $2 million. Or is that that your excuse to try and not get fined? Because if he was out, or in quotation marks, like with an injury or a mental illness, then I think legally there'd be a bit of a gray area mm. if the Sixers wanted to try and find him. So some people are like... Rich Ball's a very smart man. Yeah. Well, he said just last week, he's like, all right, call him a liar. Call me out and like, tell him he's lying. Say it to the world. And they're all just like, oh, no, we're good, man. We're just... Yeah, it anyway, just... I think he's fourth out of the blokes that are going to step back on the court. Okay, okay. I've just had a like a side thought. Anytime, this would make everyone in the world watch the NBA. Anytime a player gets fined, there should just be like a raffle. If you sign up as like an NBA member. Yeah, they're rich enough. <laughs> you can you you get the whole fine given to you, dude. And if someone's just like, I just got Ben Simmons. <laughs> tell, tell me everyone wouldn't sign in for that. Oh, like, I would buy it. How, oh, well, I would be, well, a, what, I'd be an NBA member. What would be an acceptable NBA member fee 
to do that. Would you pay a thousand bucks to become an NBA member? Mate, no, no, no. Make it free. Just let everyone in the world sign up, and you're just like, yeah, I'm really into the NBA <laughs> right now, man. Oh, it's not a terrible. You'd be like begging for texts, like it'd be really interesting. Anyway, um, I think Sim- Simmons laugh <laughs> would be interesting. Would, yeah, tell me that's not a pretty good idea, dude. Like they do make enough money, and that would get like everyone watching. There's no one in the world that, well, no one in their right mind that wouldn't want to be an NBA fan or at least yeah. an NBA member. Yeah. <laughs> Which anyway. would probably force you to watch me more basketball. Adam yeah, Silver, right. like, you are welcome, brother. <laughs> yeah, you can take that to the bank. Yeah, I'll take Simmons last. Although, like, Simmons is, he gets traded, he plays. Like, I think so, yeah. So that's a factor. I actually think Zion will be the first back. I do too. I, you know, like it's all guesswork. I think it's a bit of a flip of a coin between him and Clay because Clay, yeah. there's been a lot more. Clay's got to just take it easy. I think there, so. And there's no rush with them at the moment. There's been a lot more publicity around Clay's potential return and his rehab and stuff like that. But I do agree. Like, he just did an ACL Achilles combo. Yeah. Like, you got to go you, slow. They're 13 and 2. They're flying. Jordan Poole's having a bit of a revival. Like, they need similar, I guess, a bit with Jamal Murray and the Nugs. They need him healthy when it matters, right? Like, doesn't matter if he can make it back for the Christmas. Apparently, all I've heard for the last six months is Clay's planning on returning around Christmas Day. Mm. That's just like the timeline. Um, like I said, Zion, he's expected to return within the next three to four weeks. So that puts us in a very similar ballpark. Do the Warriors play on New Year's Day? It's a good question. Because, man, will, uh, that, find out. W- wouldn't that be a good way to just like... Let's start a new year the right way. That would be pretty cool. I reckon you might be targeting that. That's what I'm That Hot. or... Hey, if he comes back on New Year's Day, you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I will say Zion. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, man. Like, the world they is They play on New to... Year's Eve against the Denver Nuggets. Oh, you jo- Oh, let's make it that game. Is yeah. that a home game, though? Oh, they got a home and home. So they play the 29th of December. Oh, this might be Australian. Yeah. 29th of December, Aussie at Denver. 31st of. December at Golden State. That's when he's coming back. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And take that to the bank. Because he'll, he'll come back at home. They play Phoenix on Christmas Day, which is our Boxing Day morning. Yeah. So, yeah, look, it's, it's right in the ballpark. But, yeah, anyway, I agree. I think Zion, then Clay, those two are probably 1A, 1B. It's crazy that Kyrie's third then. Right? But, like you said, that just hinges a bit on when New York... Like r- relaxes their yeah. mandates, I guess. I, I, you know what? I'm not on the ground over there. Like, I barely know what's happening COVID-wise in Australia. To be <laughs> honest, cool. you know, I'm straight up with you. Like I'm just like, oh, it's happening. Like mm, okay, something's you know, going on. Be a bit careful. Like wash your hands and that. <laughs> just got double vac. I just got double vac the other day. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just getting ready to to travel. To be honest, hell yeah. Um, yeah, Kyrie third, whatever. <laughs> All right, Let's there's see- another loser. <laughs> Blokes just copping stray bullets from that side of the room tonight. Last time we sat down, we played a little bit of star versus superstar. And we were talking about which blokes we think are stars and which ones deserve the title of superstar. Where did did we put Devin Booker in that, by the way? I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Another bullet from John. (laughs) He did not get much of a mention, I think. I think I actually had him on the list and was trying to get him into conversation. And we just kept talking about other blokes. And I think he got a stray late mention. He probably was just like, oh, Devin Book. And you just like, oh, let's move on. I yeah. know what you're going to say. Yeah. Uh, we got 10 superstars that we came up with. It's a now, good number. That that's, seems like nice, a bit appropriate round, wholesome number. number. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's tough to rank them because like you can go in so many I'll different I'll do it right ways. now, mate. <laughs> you can go, let's, ra- let's rank them based on blokes you want to build around. Let's rank them based on like best basketball player like if you want to win a single game so i'll uh i'll oh, let yeah. you take the floor here do you want to go like a game a single series a single season or to build a franchise around like if we're ranking these superstars how should we do it not not the build around one because that like i agree. takes into like age and potential lebron like, would be 10th so you know well maybe but anyway like let's not do that one i reckon a season is the, the season or series I would say, which which you want to do of those two? Season right, we'll, or go, series? we'll go for season because I reckon that right. way you get like you know durability comes into it a bit. You want to obviously some blokes have load management. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I've I've got my order sitting in front of me, uh, and now I'm looking at it. I'm 
second guessing whether we got everyone because there might actually be 11 and I might have miscounted and missed Kawhi. Oh, wow. Anyway, well, hit me with your uh, your number one. We're, we're playing, right. Win you a Rewi- season. Rewind a month. You want to pick one of these superstars to win you a chip within this calendar, or not this calendar year, but this NBA calendar year. Yeah. Who are you take, picking first? I would take Jokic one just because he like literally doesn't miss games. Um, he like could play with anyone. He's going to make anyone better. Whereas like there's other guys on this list who I think like need to be in the right situation. Yep. Whereas Jokic is going to come out and he's going to give you as much as you need on every, any given night. <clears throat> and one of the things I like love about Jokic is that if he knows he needs to play at like a 52% to get the win that night, he play, he gives you 53, like nothing more, nothing less. Gets you the win and like goes home and but make sure he's got fuel in the tank for the next yeah. game of the back to back. And I the... think that's why he lasts. Like and the like lack of athleticism as well is probably a factor. <laughs> but I just think he would make he would fit into any NBA team. Whereas I I'm not so sure about the other guys. Um, so he's my number one. He was my number two, just slightly behind Giannis. And the reason I picked Giannis was purely defensively. You're right though. He would miss a couple games, but if I've got Giannis on my team, I'm like, right, same deal. Let's make him play 70 games, 65 if he wants to. Let's get a top two or three seed in our conference and let's make sure that he and the supporting cast are roaring by the end of uh, the regular season. Would yep. you put him two? Uh, n- no, I'd put Curry two right now. He was three. Yeah, me. I'd put Curry two right now. The way he's playing, like like you said, he's like had a ridiculous amount of nine point nine three point games. Like, Which, like again, is a bit of a disclaimer in itself. We're like, oh, nine made threes instead of like. 10, uh, which well, is a rounder number. But, like, nine made threes is nothing to fuck with. It's like, ridiculous, Do you reckon man. you've made nine threes in a basketball game before? Yeah, I have. Yeah, oh, I haven't. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not good about my basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing against fucking Joondalup. Joondalup C grade. <laughs> shout out like, Mal Pages. <laughs> yeah, shout out Mal. Um, so, would you put Giannis third then after those yeah, two? Yeah, and, like, look, I'm not going to be unhappy with any of those three. Like, they would be clearly my top three. Yep. Though. All right, um, so then... Adding Kawhi back into the mix because now we've got 11 because I don't know how I missed him before. Who's pick number four? Uh, can you just reel them off quickly? So the rest of the list we've got at the moment is Kawhi, Harden, Luca, Durant, Lillard. I'll take Durant. Yep. Durant four. Yep, same. Yeah. And like, I actually think that's like the clear top four in the league. Agree. If I'm being and honest. I think a little bit of it, I would probably put Kawhi in the conversation who's fifth for me. Yep, he would but, be fifth for me. But... Him not playing at the moment has probably just subconsciously put him in a bit of a lesser. Man, he's a load tenure, manager. You know what I mean? He's like the OG load manager. Yeah, like, that's, let's that's be honest. Like, he started this whole stupid thing. Or well, Embiid actually did, but like Kawhi just being like, "I'm not playing for four games." You're just like, "Hang on a minute, man." I think like, what, I man? think Kawhi did it for like health. Per- well, actually, was, was he doing that with the Spurs? Help. Like when it. Like, he's like, "Hang on, like you guys want me to play, but I don't want to." Like, I think that's what started a bit of the. Sp- the rift between him and the Spurs organization, mm. which saw him leave. Um, all right, the next six blokes, I'll just quickly reel them off and then we can Gets try. Gets tricky and... now. Does, yeah. I agree. We got LeBron, Harden, Ant Davis, Embiid, Lillard, and Luca. So the top four, I reckon you're right, are pretty clear cut, and Kawhi could put in that conversation too. But where are you going with sixth out of that contingency? Uh, I'll take Joel, I think. Okay. Like, does it on both ends of the floor, can shoot the three, like. Like I sort of said last week, he kind of maybe a bit like cancerous in the locker room and like just a bit of a joker, like not like a Jokic yeah, yeah. joker. That's like, dude, can you just be fucking serious for a minute here? But um, he's a bloody good player. And like, he's he's like maybe the most unstoppable player in the league. He's a rare talent as well. Like, yeah. There's not many big men that possess the similar skills and touch like he does. Yeah. So I'll take him. What were you up to? Sixth? That was six. He was seven for me. My six was... Luca, mm, okay, and I ummed and ahed because I actually have, for the record, Harden eighth, and originally I had those two round the other way. Mm. But I think that if I'm building it for this season, if I pick Luca, I'm banking on him almost being better and fitter and in the right shape and mindset come mm. the end of the season. You know what I mean? That's a tricky one. Yeah, I- like you said, after that top five, I think it really does get a little bit. Bit hairy. You I kind of make I, the case in a lot of different directions. I think I know I would take Lillard last. So I can start with that. Yep. <laughs> I can go there. 
And then I would probably have LeBron. Yep. So LeBron's second last, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Okay. See, I've got so I've got Luca six, and Bede seven, and then Harden eight. Then I go LeBron, just okay. purely for a bit of IQ. He's and, LeBron, like, yeah. yeah. Lillard. And then I put Ant Davis last. Last. Yeah, okay. I think I like, I don't rate him that highly, but I would still have him above LeBron and Dame. Yep. Okay. At, at this point of LeBron's career. I think I would have... It's tough to gauge, right? Because we've seen him play, what, six to seven games and they didn't look fantastic. No. And he's like, he's been out now for two weeks. Might be returning by the time people listen to his podcast, what it's worth. Yeah. We said we said for a long time, like, everyone's waiting for the LeBron fall off and everyone's like amazed that it hasn't happened. But I think it actually did happen a few seasons ago and people just don't realize it yet. Like, okay. um, might have been the bubble season or maybe even the season before that, like... Well, the they, season before that, I think, was the one where he hurt his groin and missed like significant time for the first time in his career. I think, yeah, I forget which one of those two those two seasons we said. Like, he won the next season, so yeah. like you can't. But I don't know if he was actually LeBron. Like, I just kind of think it things kind of fell into place and like worked out quite nicely for him. So anyway, um, yeah, I'll take I'll take Harden over Luca, but then Luca, yeah, okay, then Ant Davis, and then the Harden Luca. One was one, like you can, like I said, you can with a lot of these blokes go left or right, but I think that Harden's, yeah, God, that is a tough one. Harden and Luca, yeah, you, I mean, like neither are great defenders, both are great, sort of like part like playmakers. Um, to use JLo's word of the month, they're very heliocentric, yeah, in their offenses at the right time, they are, but I think, I think Harden can do it, like he's shown that he can slot in next to the other two and actually, like, not. He can change his game, whereas I think Luca, I think Luca will be better than Harden ever was, agreed. Long term, but I think, yeah, I think I would take James just at the moment. And like you said, Luca's going to be firing by the end of the season. I think James will as well, um, just because like, he, he had no off season, like he sort of said. So I'll, I'll take James ahead of Luca. So that's, I think that's my list done. Pretty uh, in a weird. I said it in a weird order. So. Yeah, we got a little bit lost in the six, seven to eight, nine, ten range, but it was pretty clear cut and pretty consensus. I reckon. Let's. It's good basketball chat. It's a nice forty-seven minutes, forty-eight now uh, on the airwaves. Just ticked over. Let's do a little bit of AFL yarn because oh, yeah, it's mate. not often that there is AFL crap to talk about post October, mm. but the draft's going to be next week, and it's not very often that. The Dockers and West Coast have three picks within five picks of each other. Wow. So okay. that does pose for a very, very interesting uh, affair come next Wednesday night. Uh, for those people that have been uh, off the internet and been living under a rock, I did drop an article that kind of looked at like the best fantasy scorers coming up in this draft class because it wouldn't be a sports be pod if I didn't mention the word AFL, fran- AFL fantasy. Fantasy? Fantasy? He can't even say it. So excited, can't even can't even get it out right. Um, but there is some like pretty prestigious talents that are going to rock up in this class. There's some good top tier talent. Nick Dacos, um, is it Josh Dacos that's at Collingwood? Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Some sort of some he's son a, of he's a Collingwood player, son of man, Peter. He uh, averaged 136 fantasy points in his juniors, like dominated, Not bad. took the absolute Mickey. Uh, the likely number one pick. Shout out Mickey Colburn. <laughs> the likely number one pick in uh, Jason Horn Francis played yep. twenty Sandville League games, which it's pretty impressive. I think he was the only one out of the top fifteen to twenty, actually probably in the first round that played his whole year in league footy. Yeah, right. Which is pretty telling. That um, makes a huge difference. Uh, only like. averaged seventy seven, but he did have one hundred and twelve points in their prelim final, which they lost. But that was like the definition of a. I'm putting the team on my back. I'm going to try and win it. And the kid was like 18. Yeah. I watched crazy. the highlights and I was like, fuck, this dude's crazy. Like, he's going to be something. So he'll go to North Melbourne, pick number one. Mm-hmm. Tangent, shout out to North Melbourne for being debt free for the first time since 1987. And like totally swindling Hugh Greenwood, who's like a great player. Yeah. Like, that was, that, that was that just very surprising. sums up the Suns, doesn't it? You're just like, right. you guys are just in trouble. Like you just let one of your better midfielders like. Best 22 player. Oh, totally. He's Easily. Like, a, like, he's one of the, like, better contested midfielders in the league. One just, of the best tacklers walk, in the league. Just walk. 
So dumb, dude. So like, dumb. Get like, it if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, I kind of get their thinking behind it from a list strategy standpoint. But don't use he, Hugh Greenwood to right. do that. It use like no sense. I don't man. know. Use Alex Sexton. Yeah, that bloody guy. Honestly, like give us a job. Seriously, yeah. I su- swear we could do better. Make you the commissioner of the NBA to start this NBA member thing, and right. I'll uh, I'll just sit in the background and also run the Gold Coast. Suns. Yeah, no, mate. I tell you, it would work. Both, both ways. Yeah. So shout out to North Melbourne. They're yeah, going to get good on you. They're going to get Jason Horn Francis. But there's another bloke by the name of Josh Ward who <laughs> he kind of looks a bit like Clayton Oliver, just like a bit pale. Does not look a lot like a footballer. Right. But he is a serious accumulator. Yeah. Well, so you got to look out for those pale, pale little pale accumulators, as we always say. Blokes. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he slips a bit down the draft order so that he's a bit cheaper for uh, fantasy blokes, but. If you're sitting in, uh, what's the list manager's name for West Coast? I was going to say Craig Vozzo, but didn't he take a leave of absence or something? If you're running West <laughs> Coast's draft, right? So you've got pick 12 at the moment. It's probably going to get pushed back after people put bids on sure. players and okay. shit like that. But what are you targeting? Obviously, there's a lot been made about where West Coast stand and the age of their list and the lack of talent. So we won't go down that path because you and I both think that they do have more young talent on their list Fastest the bloke in the draft. Fastest bloke in the draft. More like more or less. Ooh. I think they need to get the fastest. They need some wheels. Like the reason they did okay in 2018 and like they won the premiership. They like Lewis Jetter off the back flank. They haven't had that drive, and they haven't. They don't have anyone who scares anyone. I, I reckon speed wise. Like we we probably have one of the slower lists in the le- in the league. Like yeah, I'm trying to think of who is speedy at. West Coast. I think I was I, like, apparently Josh Rotham won the AFL sprint. Like, but oh, yeah, you know yeah. that was just against you boys, who are also a pretty slow list. Like, oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, you are probably like, you got Nat Fife as you skipping David Mundy, mate. Like plotters. So anyway, I, I would pick the the quickest, like good player around that mark. Like, obviously, you don't want to like dive really deep and pick someone really like who should be a, saying, yeah. pick fifteen or whatever. But yeah, I would go. F- I would go for pace. We well, could go down a couple of routes because there's a lot of people that are just tabbing. How fast is Wanganeen's son? Well, that's actually where I was going. Uh, I I don't think he's super pacey, okay. but he's quick and also a really good ball user. So yeah, Naziah, that, sort of... Naziah Wanganeen Malira from Malira. South Australia, which is like, imagine trying to get that out as he runs inside 50 and trying to kick a goal. I can see Dwayne Russell. Oh, Wankerly, Malia. Nah, don't, Dwayne Russell would have no problems. He's a superstar. Shot down. He's a superstar of a commentator. Don't you bring Dwayne down in this. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, okay. Sorry, Dwayne. Desire uh, <laughs> could be around that mark. He is slated to be picked in the mid-teens, I reckon, okay. which is right around where the Coasters will be picking. A lot of people are just cut and pasting a bloke named Matthew Johnson to go to the Coasters, who's a Subiaco mid, played six games in Rezies, I want to say eight to ten in Colts, but also played like three or four league waffle mm. games this year. That's impressive. Um, he's a bit of a... Oh, how would I word it? He's pretty, like, agile and pretty, like, I hate to keep using the word accumulator, but does like seem like a good inside mid and chew up a ton of posies. Mm. So you could add to the mid with a bloke like that. If you want to grab a speedy bloke though, I think the the best bloke's probably one that comes off the half back, kind of like the Lewis Jettamol that you said. And that would be okay. And his name's Josh Sin. He's okay. a Vic Metro prospect. Kind of it's like a faster Jack Crisp if I had to think of a comparison. That um, sounds pretty good to me. He's like, mate. actually, yeah, he's got like a bit of a, be like a solid frame. Okay. Um, but yeah, I have a hunch that he would be probably not in or not on the radar around the spot that the coasters sure. are picking. Okay. But it doesn't mean you can't reach and hope that he hits. Or would he could it be a second round, like a second pick. Could yeah, thing. if the if they swung so, so their their picks at twelve at the moment, mm. I reckon this Josh Sin <laughs> this Josh Sin bloke will probably go like 17, 18. It's like half a dozen picks or so after you boys, but yeah. it really comes down to how some of the draft unfolds before him, I reckon. Okay, yeah, of course. Like, And it's always going to swing and roundabout on the day. All Neil right. Erasmus, uh, another I've heard that name. waffle midfielder, yeah. um, has been linked with West Coast pretty heavily, to be honest, for a while. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if Frio pounced on that bloke, though. They've mm-hmm. got pick 8 and 10, and you boys currently have pick 12, so sure. we could, I think, 
I think one of those picks has to be a bloke called Jai Amos who kicked 51 goals in the Waffle Colts comp. Yep. Like, let's be honest, what does Frio need the most out of anything? It's some goal kickers. The and last 20 years. Yeah, since Pav retired, let's be honest. Even Actually, with Pav, Since mate. before Pav retired, yeah. No offence to uh, current Dockers head coach Justin Longmuir, who was a good second fiddle for a period of time there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, carry yeah. on. But I think they need to go midfield and Jai Amos, whether they go him yep. at pick eight and then try and see if Richmond doesn't pounce on the bloke they want and get him 10, or if they pluck the midfielder they want at pick eight. I think regardless, Richmond's been linked to a couple of other midfielders. Ben Hobbs is another one who could be a bit of a fantasy uh, schmokey, another tackling machine. He okay. could go at that spot. That Josh Ward bloke that I mentioned, Phil Callahan, who's like a bit of a Marcus Bontempelli clone. Oh, look at um, that. Jesus. All right. Yeah, he's. I think he'll be off the board by the time it gets to our range. Sure. But I'll also be honest, I think he will take a little bit longer to develop compared to the Bont. He's like okay. shot up pretty quickly. Anyway. I think, yeah, Frio needs to go key forward and then midfielder. But I'll be interested to see if they grab a mid to try and get the bloke they want before the Tigers and hope that Jai Amos slips or they pounce on him at pick eight. Mm. Just don't don't let another forward slip through your fingers. We can't. Because imagine if he, he is good and they're just like, oh, what have we done? We, we missed it again. Uh, and Belly who wouldn't love to see... Me. He's a lefty. Who would love to see him and two grab tab just dominating inside 50 for Frio next year? Yeah, because you, did you lose Lob? Or did he nah, end he up ended staying? up staying. Oh, okay. But like, that was a very, very odd scenario. I think he wanted to go, but Peter Bell's like, we kind of rate you as a versatile ruck forward. So, nah, they better pay up. And GWS was like, mm, we're not going to pay up. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Speaking of uh, letting forward slip through your fingers, Logan McDonald was a big touted prospect out of WA last year. Big key forward. He's the swan. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think he's got the makings to be like a future. He looked great. Stud. Yep. Yeah. He looked great. So let's uh, to wrap up the pod. Let's play a little bit of a game about uh, the one key forward that you would want to build around. Obviously, I hope from a Fremantle perspective that we get this giant Amos bloke. The King Twins that came out in recent years, they're obviously starting to vault into not superstardom, but they're starting to become pretty relevant names. Ben King finished in the top 10 in the Coleman this year. Mm. Mm. Uh, your boy, Ozzy Allen. A lot of people loving what he does. But yeah. I think Brad Johnson this year called him his favourite player yeah. in the AFL. Multiple so. times, yeah. So if you're, you're running a list and for some random reason... Every player is available. You can pounce on some young blokes to try and build up your team from scratch. Which young key forward do you think you would want your suit, this random franchise you're making, to build around? It's a tricky one. It, it really is like not an easy answer. Like there's no easy. I think answer. there's a couple. There's a couple of routes you can go down, right? I'm like, a bit worried about the King boys. They're like a bit light. <clears throat> Max has had his like accuracy issues. Like fair. I, yeah, I probably would stay away from the Kings. They do seem pretty, yeah, frail in build. <laughs> yeah, big time. I, I really like the look of Logan from yep, the Swans. Yep. But I would also be like a bit hesitant to s- grab him as like the bloke after. Like he wouldn't have even played the whole season, would he? Like, nah, I think he only played five games tops. Yeah. Um, I'd just be a, a bit tempted to... to grab old Aussie, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like he's just so versatile. He can go, he can do it all. Like, and he looks silky. He's good looking. He's going to bring in the, bring in the crowds. Like I quite like what Oscar does, and that's maybe a little biased, but I also just think he's dead set like one of the future stars of the league. Right? To throw a couple of other names out there, you've obviously got the Coleman winner from mm. this year, Harry McKay, who's twenty three. Two out of ten, do not rate. <laughs> ben King, he like I said, finished right up there. Aaron Norton could be another one that enters the chat. Yeah, I, I do like the astronaut. Like, yeah, there is a lot to like about him. I mean, Tabernacle technically did finish in the top twenty-five of goal kickers. How so. is that? <laughs> what about that North bloke? Is it Astley or whatever? Ah, uh, what's his bloody name? Anyway, well, I just was gonna. I thought you might know him off the top of your head and just nah. be like, oh, he's young. I think he's like finished quite. I think it starts with an A. Anyway, you have a little. Yeah, deal. I, I'm onto it. I, I do really like the astronaut. I. I He's sort of one who slips. He, you forget about a bit. Like he's, but I, I just like his. I think like that's because original, originally was drafted as a um, backman, right? A backman, yeah. yeah. So are you thinking of Nick Larky? Larky, Ashley, <laughs> Jesus, Rick Ashley, Nick Larky. I'll give it to you. <laughs> 
All right. Well, how old is he? Yeah, thanks for listening to another's Fry podcast. Uh, he's still pretty young, I think. I yeah, would say okay. that he's in around the similar age as the King boys. Sure. Like okay. 21. I guess I... Oh, no, sorry. He's 23. Same age as uh, Harry Mackay. You say all these names and you're just kind of like, oh, look, it's much of a muchness. That's why I would... I would Actually, now you've said astronaut, I might take the astronaut. Yeah, I think he was the uh, little diamond in the rough that I was hoping... Uh, you wouldn't pounce on. So you draft either Aussie Allen or Logan McDonald and I get the astronaut. But yeah. I think I'm on the other side of the fence with regards to the King twins, but I would pick Ben King 8.2 times out of 10 over Max King. Okay. Purely because of, think about what Ben King's playing around and with, and he still managed to kick like 47 snags this year. Whereas mm. St. Kilda obviously aren't like a dominant side compared to the Suns, but... Kingy had plenty of opportunities of the Max variety. Didn't exactly hit. There was like some weird bit earlier in the year about him had trying to hit up Matty Lloyd for yeah, advice. That and was then, weird. Yeah, very strange. So, I mean, and he is the one that's coming off an ACL as well. We do sure. need to remember. Yeah, so I'll take Ben, uh, ben over Max. I would yeah. probably go the astronaut, Ben O'King, and then you can almost throw a bit of a blanket over your Aussie Allens, Logan McDonald, mm. Um Rick Astley, the rest of the crew. Oh, Ricky. He's, he's now got to be a sports boy fry cult yeah, hero. Yeah, Nick, Nick Larkey will definitely be a cult hero. Okay, R- Rick Ashley. Yeah, right. good to have you. Good to have you, Rick. <laughs> That's not a uh, great spot to end. I don't know what is. Uh, love a little bit of AFL talk. Like I said, if you want to check out that article that kind of dives a bit into the numbers of all the draftees, hit up sportsbefry.com. Uh, got an NFL trade target. Fantastic. Yeah, I know that you're excited for that one. So that's oh, all actually, I'm going to mention of that. I must, oh, is it like fantasy? Our fantasy one, yeah. Well, I probably really should pay attention. Well, our trade deadline ends in about a week. We week. have a trade deadline? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yep, that's why I uh, just pulled off a swindle of Jide Aiken Barnes. Sorry, much. nothing personal. Yeah, I saw that. I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure about that trade. Yeah, anyway, we'll see, I guess we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. I needed a wide receiver. I like Corderell. Yeah, just injured his ankle. Didn't play today. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in to this podcast. Thanks for sitting down, JLo. Till next time. Yeah. Chippy Whitney. Up. Up.